Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is June 2nd. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing well. I'm still, I'm, I'm still struggling with the neck. I'm, I'm getting, but it's getting a little better. I'm going to see, see somebody today. Hope, hope Again? It, yeah. Listen, man, this, is, this has been no joke. This has been, it's been rough. It's frustrating too. One of those things. Well, you just don't know why it, how it gets better, why it's there. It starts to feel better, and then you're like, you're you got a, a three year old that you got to like, you know, corral, and you hunch over to play with her, and and then like, you know, you're like, well, two hours later, it feels like shit, and it's like, well, I wonder why. So, you know, not yeah. if I could just lay in a spot all day, I'm sure it'd probably be better by now. But that's not that's not life. You know, uh, while we're on the subject of, you know, medical issues or visits for telly boy. Oh, well, no. Yeah. For telly. I had a question yesterday. I had to go to the dentist. What are among the worst jobs where like you could be a talkative person? Cause I gotta say dental hygienist has to be one. This woman <laughs> keeps asking me questions and wants to chat. And I got like all these instruments in my mouth and I'm like, can't talk. It was the most fun. I've shaken my head. It was like, it was like, I was like, caddy, this is like worse than having a talkative over chatty caddy. I literally can't respond to you. You are jamming me. I'm like, like different poking and prodded. I cannot talk. Why are you asking me questions? You know, I, uh, I used to live in a building in the city with a doorman and and that was rough. (laughs) Because like you know, I I had a dog. I had to take the dog out a bunch of times, and it's like every time you got to talk. Every it was like I liked the un I loved the friendly doorman. Like I loved them. We talk. We are literally talking here for a living. We're not suggesting being talkative. It's just it doesn't line up necessarily but with when, the occupation. When we moved out of that place and. All of a sudden, I didn't have to have a five-minute conversation every time I let the dog out. It was like one of the greatest, like reliefs. It was like it was wonderful about like being able to just take the dog out. Like anytime you go anywhere, like I became friends with the doorman, you know. (laughs) And like I, I don't regret any of those friendships. But the idea of having to talk, dentist is rough though. I had to go to the dentist last week, and um. You know, it, it's a it's a family connection dentist. My my wife's cousin's uh, wife is a dentist, so like you know, she got me into this pra- her practice, and it's it's very you know it's busy. They 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 don't have openings. Sure. So I'm yeah. on all, all these wait lists, and I've never had a cavity, and I I had some Same. small fillings, tiny fillings that I had to have done. And I didn't know. So I got a call about an appointment coming available. And I thought it was a teeth cleaning appointment. 
And I show up and they're like, no, you're getting, you're getting your fillings. Oh no, no. Just like, like next thing I know, no frontier going in. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I need to be prepared mentally like, prepared for that. I might've said no to the appointment if I yeah, knew this was yeah. the case. I, I was right. not, I, the rest of the day was shot, you know, you got stuff to do. <laughs> it was terrible. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. I feel bad I, for dentists be though, because nobody Why? wants to be there. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be careful. I'm not an anti-dentite. You gotta be careful though. They're, I a lot of them just looking to bill. They're creating fillings that they gotta keep the bills going, right? I mean, they create. You, you when you find one that tells you nothing's wrong, you stick with that and you just ride that until you <laughs> saw something's wrong, and then you maybe switch. That sounds like a terrible advice sometimes. They're just looking to build. They're looking for little, like minor things that really don't need fixing. I don't know. That's speaking of floss is a total scam. While we're on the subject, you know of what? Dentals. What? Finding doctors. I, you know, having moved across the country, I, my wife made fun of me. I would go to a doctor like forty minutes away in Chicago, but it was like I've gone to this doctor for a long time. I, I don't want to switch. I go once a year. Like, you know, what's the big deal? I drive forty minutes once a year for a doctor. But now, like, I have to find all these doctors. It's a pain in the ass. It's awful. You have no clue. Like, there's no... Anybody that's worth a lick, you can't get in. So then you're just, like, rummaging around the bargain basement. (laughs) Oh, come on. And you go to some of these and just... I had the worst doctor experience of my life recently. And it was awful. Are you you allowed to... Well, it's my own HIPAA, right? It was a yeah, skin. You it was are. a skin doctor. The guy <laughs> like just yeah. like like doesn't it didn't explain anything. The appointment was like two minutes long, and I'm like, "What's wait? What?" Like he just was like, "Here you go." Why am I just I like here? walked in, walked out, and I was like, "That was the worst doctor visit I've ever had in my life." Forty dollar copay or something like that. I don't that. know exactly. I can't even remember <laughs> what it was. But then I went to a different different dermatologist, and uh, and it was delightful. And I was like, "Yeah, that guy's just terrible." But the uh, other doctor, speaking- I had to wait two months to get into. Yeah, that's that's an issue. That isn't. It? We can see you. We can see you, but it's going to be September. Um, in need of a doctor urgently in the Columbus area, <laughs> pro- probably needs it covered by his, you know, HMO or whatever he's in. Is Dylan Fratelli? Well, refuses to go outside the network on that one. <laughs> illness. WD with illness after going forty on the front, looking like he's not going to break ninety five. Not not being hyperbolic here might not break 95 he was 15 over through 14 holes in a back nine stretch that went triple triple double bogey double um wd after he blasted one off the planet on 15 i am not to make light of he's been struggling with this game i don't know if he has an illness here's my question do you think he was sick or do you think he was sick of his golf game (laughs) He's sick, all right. Sick of yeah, I sick of something. I he's not played well. I don't want to punch him while pop him while he's down. Um, I mean, this is what's so know. fascinating about golf as a sport, right? Is that one I mean, day my prescription you could, would you could just lose it. He's been yeah. He's had a lot of like eighty rounds above eighty rounds. My prescription would maybe to get out of the comments and Zyre Golf and elsewhere on Instagram. Just like stop, you know, treating that like it's a constant conversation but uh dylan for those are numbers you don't see i know no uh 
Muirfield villages can be penal when you're you're not sharp, but uh, you don't see that a lot. Triple, triple, you know, six, seven, eight over through f- five holes. So uh, he's out. Uh, current leader, we've got it's a British invasion, English invasion. We're like the the Ryder Cup, whatever that Ryder Cup was when they wanted Muirfield Village all over again. Matt Wallace and Danny Willett currently one two with a little Adam Hadwin sprinkled in. So international flavor, the top early early Friday leaderboard. Uh, some interesting coverage. I was enjoying listening to Matt Every. Uh, he was doing the the uh, uh, whatever commentary for ESPN Plus. And, you know, we, he's obviously notoriously anti-slow play. He set up that chair in the fairway once at a, a KFT event. I think that was Lakewood something. And he was making fun of how these guys, how there's a difference between aim point and one guy saying, no, no, I do aim point express. And I thought that was like the most insightful thing. Like, no, no, that's all bullshit. It's all slow. You can't just call it aim point express and suggest you're faster than the guys doing aim point. Like this is this is just marketing bullshit on top of your slow play. So I thought that was a good commentary. Maybe we should uh, differentiate and say that we're a golf podcast express. (laughs) Oh yeah, so that was fun. Do you know what I? Go ahead. You know who's in the field this week that I just was you know scrolling through that I uh, I'm happy to see. Hope hopefully get a bunch of uh, coverage. Champ. Our guy, cool. Aldrich Potgeiger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Husky <laughs> Husky Potgeiger. He's playing with another South African, I believe. I was checking where he was on the T-sheet. <laughs> Looking to put a few uh, few coins on Aldrich Potgeiger. <laughs> you got Sam Bennett in there, too. So, uh, good field. Good field. Um, news. Out of Dublin. Out of whatever. Mirfield Village. I, I, all those little municipalities are different. But. I tell you, this rollback thing, we got a U.S. Open oh, coming. USGA will give its press conference with Juan and they do their annual kind of state of whatever, what they're doing at the high profile press conference. It doesn't sound pretty. It sounds like a real clash is coming. It sounds like the potential for change, you know, two events that use a ball and then we go back and forth, ping pong and all around. Three events. is possible. Masters. Who knows what else is plausible. Feels more plausible than I thought. Or or the players somehow put their thumb on the scale and really get the governing bodies to I don't know, retreat somehow because here are the here are some early thoughts. This is a, uh, I believe, Rex Hoggard article, golfchannel.com. Rex has been like all over it, down at a memorial with the sample designated schedule. Now this two and a half hour meeting included a one hour presentation from the USGA and RNA, followed by separate presentation from three equipment companies. Love that they they got to present their (laughs) shocking findings. Tylus Callaway and Bridgestone. What was Taylor made? They were doing the survey for others. Why didn't they? I think get they're time? trying to um, figure out why their driver heads keep breaking. <laughs> they should have given Bob Parsons time. He just comes in. He's like, oh, let me tell you, we can survive this rollback. Uh, so those are your three three nominees. Here's Adam Scott, head of the pack, chairman of the pack. I feel like it would be going against the grain strongly of what the sentiment is, and certainly off the back of yesterday, I think it would be surprising if that was the thing we did. That thing meaning the tour kind of adopted the the MLR, 
and the USGA's way of thinking. Um, I think there'd be some pushback on that from the membership. Uh, Andy Pazder, PGA, they decide they're going to move forward when it comes to us, the PGA Tour, to ultimately, ultimately make a decision on whether we'd use the model local rule in competitions. Uh, it's way too early for me to theorize if we take one position or another. Just kind of word, word salad, kicking the can down the road. Ricky, with some some eye-opening comments. Some things they're looking at are a bit skewed. So Ricky, a data boy now, skewed or looking too much at the top end or outliers versus maybe averages and where things have been for the past 10 or 20 years where there really hasn't been much movement or increases. It's not like outliers are just the, the next era. You know, that's what, that's what this game's about, Rick. The growth of distance over the last 20 years is fairly insignificant. I don't agree with that. I'm sure he has a metric that tells him that to, oh, to use sure to, to make that title is provided with that. Cobra tailor made whatever the, the you know bacon the tailor made balls with the TP five. I don't see it as a spot where we need a change or as big of a change that's being proposed. Uh, you've got you know Mike Wands just trying to figure it out. Adam Scott, the players will end up deciding whether they Adam Scott this will end up deciding whether they want to mess around for two weeks with another ball. I really believe there's a lot at stake here. The way the testing has been done, as for the future, that's hard to understand when we're not there. We're setting rules for future generations, which is how it's been explained, but that's where they're going. So, you know, I expected this to not go over easy. There'd be pushback from equipment companies, stakeholders, players. Um, But I mean, the commentary period is like over i mean we've got three months it's not over but it's, it's quickly coming to a close the implementation is of course years down the line uh how are you feeling about this do you feel like there's not possibility here that the the player pushback pga america pushback there's any retreat is there a possibility I, I just think that one of the things that has to happen for any of this like these are all just words right and a lot of hypotheses about what's going on, right? Scare tactics. There's a lot of scare tactics. Um, somebody's got to play with one of these balls. Yeah. Like, this isn't that hard. Somebody has to go out and play and show everybody that it's, the sky's not falling. Yep. I mean, like, one of the things with these guys, like, you know, I think they might, like... Say a shorter ball yielded 20 minute le- 20 minutes less on a golf course. And Shackelford talked about this uh, off the record to me once. He's like, imagine if you added up 20 minutes per round, you know, practice rounds, rounds over the course of the year. And you say to the pros like, hey, not only is this like doing this, but it's also giving you this much time back in your life a year, you know, like. Yeah, there's so many reasons for this to happen, but like the biggest thing here, and where I have like, I think some issue with the way the USGA has has attempted to do this is get a fucking ball made, just roll it out there, have, just do it. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go play it. <laughs> I'll film myself. I don't, plays. I don't like f- yeah. filming myself playing golf. But I'll go film myself playing golf and say. Look, I hit the ball 300 with this ball and I hit it now 285 and it's not a big deal. Like, here's the difference. You know, I I hit this right. it's like 
This is the difference. The sky's not falling. You know, this ball doesn't just plop out of the air. All of a sudden, I'm not like an awful golfer because of this. Like, oh, look at that. Like, I can't reach a 570-yard par five, you know? Yep, yep. Uh, it's fear. It's fear. Speaking of pace of play, we're going to whip around Friday here. <clears throat> I was looking, preparing. I'm going to go over Woodmont, I think, USJ sectionals. If you live around one, I highly encourage you to go on Monday. We'll talk Sunday. Time par for the USGA sectionals. They have 60 guys on the course. 60. Got to play two rounds. It's 440 time par. Unbelievable. 440. Six, oh, now they're playing threes. But I just, like 17, 20 minutes a hole. I mean, you know? college golf just finished. Congrats to Florida. Um, awesome team. I was happy Ricky Castillo. I bring that up. And, yeah, uh, really cool. Biondi got national champions. Castillo has been a great player there for a long time. Um, but like outside of how fun that event is, the other thing everybody talks to that t- talks about the tunes in is pace of play. Yeah, a shorter it's, it's a problem. A shorter ball helps pace of play. Yep, dramatically. Yep. Um, <clears throat> what about? This JB Holmes stuff. Whip around Friday. I'm kind of I'm kind of out on this story. I've I feel like this is Scrabble? going the this is kind of going the boy of blocky, quite honestly, for me. Apparently everybody who's been associated with this event is eager to talk, wants to talk about it. We had several people reach out trying to get like everybody's written about it. Golf.com had a Monday qualifier had a great Monday cue, Ryan French. He had a great outline of it. There's some mix up in here. This the shitty part is. Like he was very clearly trying to conceal his true identity from everything that's been written, everything that's been relayed from Ryan French, Monday qualifier. Like he was trying to be sneaky and say, like, sneak up on the first tee, run away when like people might be able to see him. And like it was a non net event, but the point is there was this Calcutta. There's what, 30 grand? A lot of money. And so, like, the handicap kind of matters for that. When you look at the board and you see, oh, you got some guy that's an eight. Or you got J.B. Holmes, PGA Tour winner, who hits at 360 yards, who's a plus whatever, five, six. Like, so there is gambling involved. It just seems sneaky. It seems shitty. It seems untoward. And you said unbecoming last week. I, I think it's gotten a little overcovered or carried away with like, you know, members of this club and, and people in the area freaking out talking about it. But um, yeah, it's in him like taking the trophy and putting it on the shelf next to the Ryder cup, Scrap, tweeting about it. It's just kind of shitty, shitty. Yeah. You can't, you can't, I don't know. You can't do this. You can't be sneaky about this when there's money on the line, even if it's necessarily benefiting you directly. You're a professional oh. golfer. You're like a public public figure. This is just stupid. I mean, this it's another chapter in the book of like maybe the PGA Tour pros aren't the smartest people in the room, you know, for the most part. Right. Well, and, yeah. I mean, I think that's another thing to think about with the with the commentary about from pros rollback. about rollback is like, you know, because because these guys get are good at getting a golf ball um and it, you know, scoring well on a golf course doesn't mean they necessarily have the the best long term interests of the game of golf at hand. And 
JB Holmes is a perfect example example of this, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, elsewhere, other people looking for a home, new team. Uh, Matthew Wolf out at Smash. We got <laughs> about several this? tips about this, how they scrubbed him from the social media profiles is no longer being a part of it. Uh, I think Danny Rappaport then tweeted about it, saying, you know, confirming it or saying the vibes were off. Apparently, Wolf's vibes were off with the rest of Team Smash's cohorts. Yeah, sounds like um, a sounds like a agent talk right there. Yeah, I mean that is bullshit. Vibes were <laughs> off. I would, I would, I would probably put. I don't know. Yeah, whatever that means. Um, what was it? Kep, the Kepka brothers and Kokrak, right? And you Matthew think Kokrak Wolf? was That's causing problems. Or do you think he, he clashed with Brooks? Uh, feels like probably Brooks is the one that decides whether vibes are on or off with anything to do with Smash. Listen, like, I hope everything's okay mentally with Matt Wolf. Obviously, he had the, the problems with uh, you know, he took the break from golf. And, uh, you know, I think like this is kind of a cautionary tale of the next big thing, right? Is yeah. that we. Golf is a uh, unrelenting mental sport, and um, it's not always who has the most talent that becomes the most prolific winner and greatest golfer. Um, a lot of it is who can handle everything that comes with playing professional golf. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think, like, if you read Matt Wolf's comments when he went to live, it's it seems like, you know, happiness and, and different things were a big part of going dog. there and you know time with his dog i th- i just you know at the end of the day i hope he uh i hope he is happy he gets to a state where he's happy and we can see the talent that once had the golf world thinking he might be the you know next number one player in the world come back i mean i it's not that long ago when you think back to harding park when he was contending for a major um and uh we are very very far from that moment and it and it it's kind of it sucks right you know you want to see yeah. guys that have that energy and um gravity he had a gravitational pull about him and going to live obviously took away some of that just because this is not a shot at live it's just not a very watched product it's not a popular golf product no matter what you know how you feel about where it is it's just not very popular it's rather insignificant um and um you know, that took some of that gravitational pull away and, and like, listen, like he's not, he's not getting any younger. Right. And I think that was like one of the big parts of his interest was he was this young, fresh face. Southern California, Genkis stuff. Yeah. Hammers it. And at this point, this is the, the aspects of golf. We see Rico Hoey is locked in. He's going to be on the tour, but he was fun, and exciting, and young, and now he's you know weathered guy that's gone through a lot of stuff. And Matt Wolf might come out on this, but he'll have gone through stuff. This is the the brutal aspect of the sport of golf, um, and I hope he is okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, it, it, it's like where you go now, right? I'm sure he's going to still be on live. And he's going to play for some team, but it's like you kind of. You've been, you've gone through the wash a couple of times on different, different tours and different ways now. Like what's the next step? So you just see what he was when he came out of Oklahoma state, like what, or you see Victor Hovland last 
month or last week at Oak Hill. And you now, think about what his gap. his um his persona and just how it's been eroded over the last four years. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, I did a little exercise. I wrote about Colin Morikawa for the newsletter. Everybody go read that. I was thinking in the terms of Morikawa, Hovland, Wolf, and just like their diverging paths. And Morikawa has obviously picked off two majors already. So I would I would propose Morikawa is in the running for the reverse Zatch, which is, look, the a major's a major. No, the reverse Zatch. Winning at places that might be stinky. Kind of stinky, right? Like Zach Johnson picking off Augusta National in the old course is kind of incredible. Like this is not disparaging winning a major. Like I don't care where you did it. You won a major, you won a major. But some people try to amplify him. Like and the all-time best maybe didn't win at the old course or didn't win at whatever, Augusta National. I just feel like Morikawa is kind of in the, the lane of the reverse match. I was looking up different candidates. Like Tony Jacklin was one. Nick Price. Kind of a, a Bell Reeve. I think Kemper Lakes, I believe, was one. It's tough. Uh, Turnberry was another. Like, that's like, it's an interesting, interesting kind of exercise. This is not, again, to discredit their, their resume at all. It's just like, where did they get it? It's kind of interesting, fun to look at. Nick Price was one. Norman, kind of, right? Uh, oh, Payne Stewart. I'm sorry. Payne Stewart was the one. Kemper Lakes, pre restored, uh, you know, thick, rough. Pinehurst, uh, and then where was the third? What about, uh, what about Rory? Valhalla, Congo. I had him on there. I had him on there. Payne Stewart was Kemper Lakes, Hazeltine, Hazeltine Kemper Lakes, and a pre-restored Pinehurst. Thick, rough Pinehurst number two. Payne Stewart might be the guy. Jacqueline's up there. A couple Bell Reeves. Uh, but Rory, Rory's on there. Brooks is lucky he's got that Shinnecock in there. Why? I know you're a big Beth, Aaron Hills guy. Beth Page, he's the thing about I Brooks know. is the variety, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I think yeah. with Brooks and Rory, Rory by like the way, Rory none of them four, are lucky or not lucky. It's all great, Rory, no matter where you win a major. Rory with four is hard to to, to you know go at, right? But you know, there's some sticky spots in there. I I yeah. I mean, Kia the last time we went there was amazing, yeah. right? I like we, we came away very, very happy. Larry Nelson was Atlanta Athletic Club PGA National. <laughs> He's got an Oakmont in there, though. It's kind of a fun exercise. Anyways, Morikawa's sort of in that club right now. Not a bad or good club. It's just a club. The reverse Zatch. Oh, uh, you know, Royal St. George's is a great, fine place. But, uh, yeah, Harding Park. Okay, let's do an ad read for our friends at B-Dratty. Uh, it has been delightful here Andy like getting to like 55 at night never more than like 75 during the day it's about to turn we're now at June 1st I think we're going up to 90 100 is it, I've sweaty, been boy? Living. Is it sweaty boy season it's about to be I think but I've been living in the Liam polos Peruvian Pima cotton just perfect for that 75 during the day kids are all upset because they can't go to the pool I said the hell with you guys I'm living in my bedratty Peruvian Pima cotton this is the best and I'm sorry you guys can't go to the pool, but I'm benefiting. I'm loving the non-sweaty boy conditions, You know, uh, but it's about to turn. I got g- great news for you. We're going to be together for the uh, U.S. Open in L.A. The advanced forecast is is out. 
We're looking at highs of 72. How reliable is that? High- Advanced? Oh, I mean, okay. it's Southern California. It's pretty predictable. Highs okay. of 72, lows of 60. Oh, fantastic. I will fold the limbs now, put them in the suitcase. <laughs> you like might as Keegan well Bradley, just get I know. It's about to be 90 here tomorrow. I'm switching to dratty sports season. Uh, anyways, if you guys need to stock up, Father's Day quickly approaches. Father's Day is, is rapidly upon us. You need to get ahead of it. Use the promo code TFE. You get 30% off your order, entire order, everything in there, whether it's on sale, whether it's the dick boxer, whether it's a sweater that's you know more expensive, whatever it is, uh, they've been friends of the program, great supporters of our, so whether it's golf season or just lounging around the house, going to youth sports on the weekend, whatever it is you got to do. Uh, Dratty can now fit you. Go to bdratty.com. Use the promo code TFE and you get 30% off. Knocks a nice chunk of change off. Thanks for them, their support. So uh, please support them. All right. Should we do an SGS golf advice? Friday golf advice? Sure. Want to get in here? Uh, brought to you by Dratty. I have, I mean, this is just an insane story. There's a question at the end of it and it's a good question. It just feels more suited for someone from the State Department or the CIA and not a golf advice question. But I'm going to go there. Pay attention. Listen. Follow me along this journey. Dear SGS Golf Advice, this is from Josh. A (laughs) A few years ago, I found myself in Beirut, Lebanon. I was dating a girl who wanted to come, wanted me to come on a family vacation, but I was hidden from view in an apartment downtown and could only see her late in the evenings. I wasn't allowed to meet the family. I was fine with it. Things were kind of on the rocks, and I managed to see the town. On my one day afternoon, on one of my day afternoon drinking sessions, I met the type of guy you meet day drinking in Beirut and was pleased to hear he wanted to talk golf. He suggested I play around down at Golf Club of Lebanon. The next day, I headed down in some hastily bought golf attire. The taxi driver did his best to dissuade me from going in that general area, which, as we will learn soon, is controlled by Hezbollah. But as a cocky idiot veteran with an unhealthy risk tolerance at the time and more than a few beers in me, I arrived. I was pleasantly surprised by what I saw, a beautiful clubhouse overlooking a firm and fast undulating Parkland track. After securing some 1980s rental blades, a caddy grabbed my bag and off we went. This is awesome. My game was not bad, but certainly not great. My caddy called me, I'm your teacher, my teacher, while smoking a cigarette per hole minimum giving tips before and after every shot. Sounds like my dental hygienist. He even started playing his own ball on the back nine to help demonstrate his teachings. To be fair, he was a stick, smoking more than a cigarette a hole. How about this guy? (laughs) Golf Club of Lebanon. He was a stick. By around the 12th hole, we had drawn quite an audience of local kids from the nearby houses and many of the course employees. I (laughs) I felt like Phil walking down the 18th at Kiwa for the first and only time in my life. After putting in on 18 and tipping my hat to the gallery and tipping my caddy, I retired to the clubhouse for a pint or two. A couple of hours sinking beers on the patio followed, and I make my way, electing to head out into the nearby streets and flag a taxi. As I walk down the long driveway to the road in dusk, I see a black Mercedes with tinted windows and a group of men smoking cigarettes outside the car. I'm asked where I'm going, and I say Hamra, which is the Bohemian downtown. I'm offered a lift and noticing at least one of the guys is armed. I thanked them and said I would get a cab. 
uh, I'm offered a lift. So, I, but I notice these arms, so I say I'll get a cab. I tried to walk by, but was moved to the back of the car and faced a three-man interrogation about what I'm doing in Beirut. Their main concern was pretty clearly that I was an Israeli sp- a spy. Knowing that Hezbollah is not the biggest supporter of our troops, I'm highly concerned that even a cursory look at my Facebook profile on my phone would throw up a couple of incriminating photos and complicated matters. After much discussion in Arabic amongst themselves, they let me walk away after coming to the correct conclusion that I was not a security threat, but merely a half, half-cut golf tragic in a very long way from home. Uh, half-drunk golf tragic, a long way from home. I need your advice. I'm going back to Beirut later this year and want to play some golf. Should I do it? And if so, do I hire the caddy again? I have the sneaking suspicion it was him who reported me to the local Hezbollah security squad for a subpar tip. Yours truly, Josh. What a story. A jilted caddy turns him into Hezbollah. Should he go back? I don't know if this is a question for golf. Two idiots that just a golf advice. Maybe from the State Department. Feel over my skis here. Um, <laughs> listen, I think it's only going to be easier the second time. If the caddy turned you in once, you passed. He's not going to turn you in again. Give him a little bigger tip. Well, Maybe I think he turned him in. It's just that the security squad let him go. I think I think he prearranged your travel. And and you're okay. Like, could you could you get a car to come pick you up? You know, at a time, as opposed to having sounds, to wander onto the street. Right. Sounds like a delightful yeah. 80s, 80s blaze, firm and fast Parkland course, golf club of Lebanon. That's a great. I think you. I think you should go. Seems like you had a great experience. You at least got well, a great email to us out of it. Also, like you're going back. It didn't sound like the. I don't want to dip my toe into the other part, but like you're going back, even though the relationship's on the rock. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like seems like a lot of effort here. Hiding in this apartment. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, like you know, it sounds like kind of a, a nice relationship where you don't have to. You you only on, on call for part of the day. <laughs> it does i would i would go back i would i would you know you got out of there once go again have some fun sounds like a good course sounds like the caddy sounds like a legend quite honestly you should have another encounter with them you got one for golf advice i guess i've read one i've been been tied up all day here your neck's all tied up That's yeah, i'm gonna go get it fixed hopefully here um what do you got all right time sensitive bachelor party advice Oh, is this Will? No. Will, Will, Will Knight's boy. on his bachelor party. Yeah. Will Boy. Will Boy's on his bachelor party. Um, and anyways, on a bachelor party. Starts today. Congrats. Congrats on the bachelor party. Starts today. They're going to Grand Rapids. They're playing the Mines Pilgrims Run in uh, Diamond Springs. Great trip. Got lots, yep. of, lots of breweries. This is an excellent, affordable bachelor party trip. We got 12 guys, range, handicaps ranging from 4 to 25. What games would you recommend we play other than stroke play and scramble? I would recommend don't play scramble. Scrambles suck. JB Holmes <laughs> would disagree. Scrabble. Oh, that's true. <laughs> he, pl- he only plays scrabble. <laughs> um, to keep it interesting for guys that barely play and keep pace play moving. 
We're thinking Stableford, Texas scramble. That's a better scramble. Use the best drive. Everyone plays their ball the rest of the way. I like that format way more than scramble. Uh, But open up to suggestions. There's a good chance we'll be listening on the drive. It's uh, Brad from Lamont, former Dubstrud caddy. Um, So I would uh, recommend playing group games, right? Like maybe it's like a one best ball of groups. Like keep it easy. Like, you know, simple, low stress. Nobody on a bachelor party wants to be grinding their asses off on a golf course. Yes, yes. Everybody wants to be having beers. Like play something that's like an extremely low lift. Don't play a scramble. That just sucks. The Texas scrambles a fine thing to do. Everybody doesn't get to play their own ball, but like one best ball of the group or something. Put a skins game in a skins. Skins is super fun because like, you know, a 25 can have a one great hole the whole whole week. And it's like, oh, I I like won a hole like that's achievable. I would go skins and then like a one best ball of group for like a round of beers or something like the group that wins the the thing doesn't have to pay for drinks that night or something like that. Do something fun like that. Have fun. Grand Rapids is awesome. I hope you guys have a great trip. Don't complicate things with just having to do keep track of a lot of stuff and a lot of and obviously a lot of intense games. I like it. Uh, Let's do one more quick one. Got a couple. Got one about a nightmare Pebble Beach trip. I can't believe the guy in Lebanon. It's a great story, right? It's kind of an incredible story. Uh, This is a quick, quick one. Uh, Sunflower seeds on the golf course. Former baseball player here has gotten back into sunflower seeds. (laughs) Buddy and I were playing Northwood today. I had a bag of sunflower seeds in the car, but left them out there out of respect. Question for you guys. Are sunflower seeds okay on a golf course? Obviously, there are courses where there would be complete no-no and some courses where it would likely be totally okay. Assuming that I'm a conscientious human being and wouldn't be spinning shells (laughs) on the greens and tee boxes, etc. Thanks, DJ. You know, I I think sunflower seeds. If you're a conscientious human being, but like the problem is, too many people are like, you know what pisses me off is the peanut people that just like you know you go to a baseball game and there's just peanut shells everywhere. So like, can't you eat your peanuts? What are they supposed to do? Can't you put them in something or like don't have them just That's all over the, the place. baseball games for? It's literally why a baseball stadium I, exists more than the baseball itself. It's because you can literally go there and just, just throw peanuts, throw peanuts, crack everywhere. them willy nilly. I, yes. I love that you just are willy nilly. You just toss your peanuts everywhere. It's like I, I don't. I'm just saying somebody sitting behind them. me and, and they're opening up peanuts and then their peanuts come into my space. And this is the same well, thing that- with, with sunflower seeds. Is the problem with <laughs> sunflower seeds is that people can't keep their sunflower seeds to themselves. I don't have any problem with somebody choosing to to you know choose sunflower seeds, but the problem is is the general population of sunflower seeds people can't keep their sunflower seeds to them. And then they get on the greens. <laughs> There's sunflower seeds on the greens. And it's like That's the last okay. thing I want is to be picking up somebody else's some discarded sunflower seed shells that have been in their mouth. Sick. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. What about we need peanut shells? Same thing. Too. They just they, you know, next thing. No, somebody's cracking the peanut shells and they inf- infiltrate your space. Just be conscientious about it. But yes, I mean, what about the agronomic 
agronomy impact too who knows all of a sudden you got a I sunflower patch out there in the middle of the 10th fairway <laughs> well, i don't think that happens i'm joking i'm joking isn't that how the kikuya stuck at riviera some like horses hooves brought it in or something and now it's a kikuya yeah they plot. can't get it out anyway they, they, i guess that eradicating that would be just quite an ordeal uh, impossible yeah so yeah you got to watch the sunflowers negative impacts um all right Everyone, enjoy your weekends. Thank you so much for your continued support. Go to bdratty.com. Use promo code TFE. Uh, we will be back on Monday uh, to recap Memorial, the women's uh, Mizuho, America's Open, Rosane, two under, 70, right out of the gates, top 10 number. Some, some you know ladies are going low 60s or mid 60s, but you know she's under par, top 10. Pretty good start for Rosane. So we'll be back Monday to recap, recap all that and more. Talk to you then. 